Hi, and welcome to another episode of A Shaw Class of Recovery with your host, Julie, half of the dynamic duo that brings you the podcast, Two Sober Chicks. Ah, hi, babies. Happy weekend. Well, I just had, um, I almost had an anxiety attack. Um, for no reason at all. For people who suffer with anxiety, you know what I mean. It can't really be explained. Um, I can't trace a trigger. I was outside on my balcony speaking with my husband and I started to feel it, um, which was being very overwhelmed, uh, very overstimulated. And I said to him, okay, I think I'm about to have an anxiety attack. So I'm what I do is I just lie down here and wait until it passes. Um, which concerned him, but he was great. I said, I need I need to destimulate, so you need to turn off that music. And I just laid there because I have learned with anxiety attacks, resistance makes them worse. So I can usually stave them off if I just destimulate and lie down. And I did. And then after that, I did restorative yoga, and then I took a shower, and now I feel great. So actually, it was my husband that gave me the idea for this next podcast. I'm sorry, I'm I should always take off these bracelets before, but I never do, and I apologize. Um, He gave me a really good podcast topic yesterday without even knowing it, which is usually how it works when I get an idea. And he talked about, he does a gratitude list every day, which is so 12-step, but he is not one of us. And he made a list of what he's grateful that he doesn't have. And I went, oh, that's new. And it made me think what I'm grateful for that I don't have. I'm grateful that I don't have hangovers. I'm grateful that I don't have financial insecurity. I'm grateful that I don't have anger anymore with my parents. Um, I don't board the anger train anymore. I may be hurt and disappointed, but then I absolutely refuse to bring it into my life. I'm grateful that I don't have children simply because my life the way it is is dedicated to God and that takes a lot of time with God and with myself and I know I could not go forward on my path with children. I'm grateful that I never got pregnant. Um, I'm grateful that I don't have the hang-ups of my 20s anymore. That as a woman in her 40s, I love my body. Um, I walk around naked. I don't care. Um, I have stopped presenting my body in a way that I think men like and presenting my body in the way that I like, which is a lot less maintenance, let me tell you. I'm grateful that I don't have cravings anymore. I might have like a mini sort of like, oh, a desire, but I don't have a craving and I don't have a compulsion to drink anymore. I'm grateful that I divorced my ex-husband. I love and respect him and he loves and respects me, but it was time to leave and I couldn't have stepped into my life without this um, divorce. I'm grateful now for all my suffering because that suffering brought me the greatest gifts in my life. I'm grateful that I was an alcoholic because it gave me this way of life. I'm grateful that I did get a divorce because I ended up marrying the most wonderful man I've ever met. I'm grateful for my chronic illnesses that I've healed because now I understand what it's like to go through them and I can speak with empathy and compassion to those who suffer. Um, I'm grateful that I learned a system for healing a chronic illness that was actually finished, but I was in a trauma loop. I'm grateful that I learned that. Um, I'm grateful for so many things that I don't have. And I think it's a really good way to flip things on its head and look at what 
the things that we don't naturally think about. And I think the remember when slogan is a great, I'm grateful that I don't have anymore. Because usually people, when they remember when, remember something terrible and now realize that they're over that hurdle. So um, that was my podcast topic that went very quickly. But there's something, okay, hang on. There's a little sticky I have on my calendar that I'm going to grab right outside my closet. All right. At home podcasting brought to you by Julie. All right. The sticky note says, oh, well, this ties in perfectly. The loss of one's old life as a condition for finding a new one. I think that comes from the big book, but I'm not exactly sure. Um, You have to be willing to let go of something to step into something new. And the crazy thing about the bottom or the the mental breakdown is the breaking down process is actually not what you think it is. Your life has to fall apart for it to get better. So although the pain and the suffering is the most intense at that point, if you push through it, you do get something new. You know, you break a glass on the floor, it's never the same. Sometimes you got to sweep it out to go get a new one. Sometimes you put it back together, but it's not meant to be put together back together the way it was before. You can only see the cracks. Um, We are broken in many ways. I mean, humanity is broken, but we are not broken beyond repair and we're not damaged. That's part of our beauty. So if life's really hard for you right now, look at it as you're not, you weren't reading the signals to know something is supposed to be finished and life has to kick your ass before we go, oh, Because addicts, we're really smart and we're survivalists and we can handle a lot. So when God or the universe says to us, this is over, we resist it until God says, I'm going to take your legs out from underneath you now because nothing else is working. I call it a spiritual smackdown. So if you're in the midst of a spiritual smackdown, just look at it from what for what it is. Look at it from a divine perspective, like sweetheart, honey, baby, you're done here. And it doesn't have to be any more painful than it is right now. You just have to get into it, give into it, and accept it and stop resisting so that you can move forward. And that's what recovery is. It is the loss of your old life or surrendering your old life so that you can find a new one. And the new one's always better. God's not take away something from you without giving you 10 times on your return. That's the way it works. If you look back over your life in terms of suffering, if you have yielded that to God's glory or God's kingdom or however you want to say it, your destiny, then better things replace it. But if you hang on to things, our own desire to give us our best is a teeny little part of God's best. Like we will take gold-plated, God wants to give us platinum. And we cannot receive those gifts while we're in our addiction. We can only step into them when we are in our recovery. So surrender those things. Make a list. It's not unlike a fourth. Make a list of the things you need to surrender in order to get recovered. If you haven't done the steps, do the steps. That's what steps four, five, and six are for. Four is finding out the causes and conditions. Five is telling someone about it. And then six and seven are understanding you have to let it go. A friend of mine does a really cool six and seven exercise with her sponsees where once they come up with the character defects that keep them sick in their addiction, she gets cue cards. And on one side of the card is 
is the character defect. It could be rage. It could be jealousy. It could be gluttony. It could be selfishness and self-centeredness. It could be fear, whatever it is. And on the reverse side of the card is a prayer specifically addressing and saying, God, help me to be less fearful today. God, give me your power and your grace and your love because that's the only thing that can fight my fear. God, help me to recognize my fear and give it to you and so on and so forth. And I think that's a really great system instead of walking around going, okay, here's all my character defects and I have to recognize when they're all triggered. Do one at a time. Focus on one for the day or one for the week usually is a better plan. And see how that goes. See how the six and seven goes for you that way. So that was a nice little Saturday concise podcast shot glass. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, these are just my thoughts and feelings. And if you don't like them, you don't have to listen. But if you do like them, keep listening. By the way, um, I think it was last week, a podcast was released on my other favorite podcast, which is a podcast greater than yourself. And I happened to be the guest. So that was released, I believe, last Tuesday or the Tuesday before. I have not listened to it myself yet because I remember when I recorded it and I don't really want to listen back to what I said because that's not something I typically do. But I love those guys. I love Fred and John Barleycorn. They are they are straight shooters. They give you the Buckleys and you just got to buckle up and swallow it and take it. And I love that about them. They are also genuine, honest, wonderful men. So I recommend heading over to a podcast greater than yourself, not just to listen to the one I was on, but to listen to all of them because it's really cool stuff. They'll pick a reading roof and they'll give it to their guest and then they all discuss it. So you have three different viewpoints on the same topic and they're funny and irreverent and they might irk you a little bit or not. They don't irk me. They make me laugh because they're straight shooters and they say shit I would never say. So if you're interested, go over there, check it out, subscribe to their channel, leave comments. Same for me. It helps our podcast get to people that need it rather than being like podcast stars and five star rating. Just any interaction with any artist's platform, whether it's a writer, a musician, a poet, a podcaster, any momentum is always greatly appreciated and helpful. So I hope you have a great Saturday and I'll talk to you soon.